grain. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. Podcast. Discord. Patreon. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. I was born. Spike Jones sucks, man. Rub Vaseline on the lens. I don't make movies, I make films. In a little tent. Fassbender. Oh, and just like the river I've been running. Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? Instagram. It's been a long. James Gray sucks. Long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. These guys are liberal filmmakers. They cannot be trusted. You are a creative. We Let get the it. creative people talk to the money it's people. Gritty New York City. What, no q and I don't know what's up there Anything by Cassavetti I go mentally ill It's been a long I was right. obsessed with trash Long time coming But I know The movie's trash, you know Final Cut Pro Oh, yes it will Doritos bags look mad different M. Night Shyamalan this is a film. And I go downtown. Somebody keep telling me don't. Never make a movie. It's been a long. I, I'm crazy about sound. Time coming, but I know. Spike Jones sucks, man. Joe Schmo did the fucking food. Oh, yes, it will. Steven Sonnenberg's songs, anyway. I'm my fucking line producer, trust fund, baby. Then I go Mentally to my brother. Hacker. And I say, brother, help me, please. We got Ion Pack. We got uh, Tony Hawk but is in the house. We are watching Mean Girls. Knocking me. Josh Sapke. Let the creative people talk to the money people. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. And you'll never make it in this business. Rub Vaseline on the lid. It's been a long. But you time to admit you are a fan of the Iron Pan. But I know Reduced black ratio You make out with girls There's a whole group of guys Who pretend to be making Special films Yo what the fuck is really good everybody What the fuck is really good everyone Um, Right off the bat I'm sorry it took us so long Just know as I'm sure the Packers and Heads know, but just know, because I know it can be frustrating. When there's ever a lull, it's never without good reason. That's so true. Um, it's not laziness. We're actually coming at you by coastal elite mode right now. How long gone mode? Which is a very Blackian and Stewartian concept. Yeah, we haven't done this since Los Angeles episode, I don't think. Yeah, I know. A perfect circle. I know. Um, yeah, that's the thing. All these other pods you hear, you know, they got into their game or they're 
their spinning Foucault game, which you can tell by the fit of their glasses. And then he starts saying stuff like Lacanian, Heideggerian. Over here on the Ion Pod, you're getting Blackian, you're getting Stewartian. <laughs> MF said Heideggerian. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting Gallo- Galloian, so Vacian, Kotlurankonian. <laughs> you know what I wanted to kind Shit of start like that. You know what I kind of want to start off with? What? Yo, I'm low key tight. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm low key tight. Tell them what it's all about. Uh, that's what Lucian Smith said to me when he noticed uh, that when you look at the pod in the podcast app, it no longer says serving the people, it says the Ion Pack. And what I ran into, ran into him at a party, and he was wearing his AirPod Pro uh, Maxes. Uh, as part of his fit, pretty advanced, and he, I was like, "Yo, it's good." And the first thing he said is, "Yo, I'm low key tight." <laughs> like, "Yo, I'm low key tight," while dapping you up. Yeah. <laughs> like, "Yo, I'm low key tight." <laughs> What's good, dude? <laughs> and now that's become a thing where uh, you hang out with someone, and we're like, "What? What was their vibe?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know the style shit. It was. It was some like, yo, I'm low key tight style Wait, shit." No, you were, you were talking about how his like beanie was coming off of his head, like, like Air, <laughs> AirPod Maxes around his neck, as like the AirPod Maxes were like as part of his outfit with the. Well, beanie yeah, because it was like four in the morning, and the part was like, "Damn, where is he coming from?" Where he was like rocking AirPod Maxes, and I was like, "Oh, that's part of the fit." <laughs> He's been doing that. A lot of people uh, are, yeah. do, are well, doing the AirPod Maxes as a fit now. Am I certainly including you? I've I've seen you teasing this out. No, I've 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 if you've ever seen me with them, it's because I'm walking around using them. Dude, I can't stop saying it though. Every time I'm saying hi to somebody now, I'm just like, yo, I'm yo, I'm low key tight. tight. <laughs> <laughs> like, at, like dapping someone up and greeting them as you're telling them that you're you're pissed off at them. Like, so next level, like, yo. And it's like, and it's like still all good in the spirit of like, like it's all good, but yo, I'm low key tight. No, I know it was also sick because it was the first I was hearing of it not saying STP anymore. I didn't even know. I changed it. <laughs> I did. I remember because he set this shit up for us on Transistor, and then I was like, "Yo, we need to start a Patreon because we don't have jobs now." And then it was like, it, and then I was thinking, I was like, "But damn, it's on public. It still says serving the people." I was like, "That's not true. <laughs> it wasn't true. We did it. Um, <laughs> we yeah, were making it. We, we owe it all to STP. Come on, big shots to the bull. No, we owe it all to Rogue Packer. Well, no, that we we owe we owe it all to Rogue Packer for sure." There would be no without Rogue. There would be no Lucian. That's that's, that's so real, true. That's deep lore, by the that's way. That's deep lore. Rogue introduced us to Lucian. <laughs> that's so actually true. unbelievable. So true. Should we tell the Packers and Heads about uh, somebody else from our saga who made it to the Cannes Film Festival stage? Oh, so true. So true. So back in the day, if you and a lot of you, I'm sure, were around for this. Um, back in the day, we had, and this was actually Rogue, Rogue Packer's idea, uh, he, he essentially enlisted a kid from backstage, he was like 15 at the time, huge cinephile, huge Packer and Head also, he was a fan mm-hmm. of pre-pod bullshit cold meme account Ion Pack, mm-hmm. um, it was, you, we actually forgot how cold it was. Oh, obviously it was cold. 
But it be, I mean, it became hot pretty fast. But the, mean, we, had, we had like a cold, like three, well, four hundred follower meme. But no, but it was like, like it was like a cold, it was cold numbers with hot sensibility. No, yeah, anybody who knew about it was somebody. It had a hot feeling. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it really did because we. I mean, we were regularly going the fuck in as always on like meme decks. That's uh, I, I mean, we go the fuck in as always for a reason. It's because we've always gone the fuck in as always. It's true. Um. But anyway, so we kind of we kind of jokingly offered five thousand dollars to someone for someone to play us to mo- moderate the Q and A of Eugene Kotlyurenko's Wobble Palace uh, premiere screening at the Metrograph. Mm-hmm. Um, that was well. That was actually how Rogue Packer came to passing. Um, but from that from that experience where he derailed the Q&A and kind of broke Ion back into like the real physical reality space which I mean it was the first time that Ion had sort of manifested the Phoenix the Phoenix emerged mm-hmm. in, in the crowd that night um but beyond that we had like film screenings and there was also like a Metrograph anniversary party or some bullshit um so that all the film programmers could feel like they had proximity to Isabelle Pair. um <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason they have those parties is just so that they can say that they were like five feet away from it yeah yeah um and then like hang out with the same people that they like see movies with for the rest of the year um <laughs> unbelievable life uh anyway so he basically contacted or he's put out an ad listing for someone to play us unbelievable um, life to, to host our <laughs> unbelievable life to play to, to basically play us or pretend that it was us um, and this kid Shane, the God, played the us God. Uh, at our first film screening. He hosted it. Did he do the second one too? He did. Yeah, he did. And he also crashed the Metrograph party and took pictures with the gods, Alexander Ulch, um, that dude from the Wes Anderson movies, uh, Dasha, all kinds of like basically everybody who was downtown in that moment. I think that that was that was way pre-COVID, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so it was like a real party and it was like slammed um and this little kid pulled up and had the best night night of his life but uh his life his saga has continued since then he uh, he interned for alara and i guess he's in this new movie that played at can uh funny pages new Owen klein movie his feature film debut um but he was on stage i was like oh my god i was like this the little 15 year old kid shane who was like hosting our shit crashing our parties is now fucking at can like he goaded us because he's he's the god so yeah not so you know we'll, we won't not to get so sauce right right out the gate here but um huge shouts to shane congrats big shouts to shane he was an early early adopter early packer and had um someone who believed in the vision before the vision while the vision was still really foggy and blurry and he's you know, only so. like what like 17 18 right now like he's you young know, good for good for the god we're proud of you shane huge shouts he actually almost got kicked out of that metrograph party because he was blatantly underage <laughs> <laughs> he somehow knew the, the programmer at the time big Pearl, and he was like no no you can't kick him out he's a cinephile <laughs> like, so that's like, what you, it's all about you can't kick people out of the party because they're a cinephile <sighs> <laughs> um today was a, today was because well, that's what that's what metrograph's all about everyone who hangs out there that's all there that's all they care about movies <laughs> all right so now the pod actually begins um yeah not only yo what the fuck is really good and not only yo uh i'm low-key tight 
Um, <laughs> I am I am coming at you from Laurel Canyon in Los Angeles. Back to my friend Ion One in where are you at right now? Are you in the studio? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York, home of the woke leftists, according to all these new articles. Not Manhattan, which is home of the reactionary. I know. Whatever's. I was actually thinking that I was like, damn, Ion One is out in Brooklyn. Yeah, with, with I'm woke. This, with I'm woke now. I, you I, heard I, it here. You well, you didn't hear it here first. You heard it from the article first. But I'm now woke. I've been, I've been teasing out the woke arc for since Lucy <laughs> since the Lucy Bull episode. Come on now. Um, yeah, I never changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but part of the reason I bring that up is that I've this is my second of three times I will have been in LA in the past in, in a three week span, which is making me extremely mentally ill, but also made me extremely happy today because I realized, you know, it's classic when you do anything, you get no love at home. And like we get, there's some love in New York, but, um, well, there's truly, love, but it's not. Yeah. There's not like the type of love that I felt today, uh, down at the Clark street diner. I think it's what it's Yeah. Called. Tell the story. Tell the story. Used to be the one oh one diner. Oh, I'm going to feel bad if, if he, if I have to be honest about this. Um, but yeah. Well, you know, you just, you just, you can do, you can abridge it. Um, Okay, well, it was the first time I've actually been truly, like, recognized out in the wild, but not from my face. Um, I'm, like, sitting in the booth at the diner uh, with my family and uh, with Ion Montu and soon, Ion Dad, too, who hopefully you will meet soon. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up, my man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and after this experience that I'm about to recount uh he was like you gotta get me on the podcast um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like that he was like that was unbelievable you gotta get me on um, <laughs> <laughs> um but suffice to say that there was uh, a young very good looking couple sitting behind us uh in the booth behind us by the way the food is insane heat at this place it used to be 101 diner now clark street diner taking over like clark street bakery or some bullshit um, food, food. Oh, we're getting getting even more blacky and <laughs> I, I have some food shit for you later um <laughs> the, the, i actually do i'm just gonna inhabit chris black for like about five minutes while i do it um so stay tuned but uh All anyway right. i i saw these i saw this 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 guy and this chick kind of like they kept looking over at me and i didn't know if it was like I mean, at first I thought the girl was kind of looking at me and I was like, no, maybe not. And then I was like, oh, is she like telling, is that her boyfriend? Is she telling the boyfriend that like I'm staring at her? And then I started like getting really in my head and I was like, oh, fuck. Like I'm like with my family. Like this is so weird. Um, but they seemed like king, like a king and a queen. And anyway, when my parents got up and we finished, paid the bill, um, the girl went to the bathroom and it was just me uh, waiting at the booth and it was just the guy. And he turns around in the booth and he was like, yo, this is a little weird. No, he was like, yo, I'm low-key tight. Um, <laughs> he, was like, he was like, yo, um, this is actually weird. And I thought he was going to get pissed at me. He was looking at me and like, yo, don't look at her that way or something like that. Um, You're so paranoid. I know. I am a very paranoid person. I just, But I, that is true. My assumption was that whatever was coming my way was bad. Um, he was like, yo, this is really <laughs> weird. But um, You also got to realize we're used to gritty, real NYC. Where this, there, where what I'm about to say would never happen. Yeah. But he had a big smile crept across his face, and he was like, "Are you Ion too?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I immediately was just like, "Yo, you gotta be fucking kidding me!" Because his back was to me the whole time. He was the first time he was like looking me in the face, really. Um, and I was like, "Yo, how did you?" I was like, "Yeah, how did you know that shit?" Um, 
he was like, I mean, I just listened to you for the past like hour, and like I know your voice extremely well because like I. But you were definitely I, laughing. That's I, I guess I definitely was laughing, and he's like, I've also listened to you guys like, like for like maybe like a hundred hours of my life. Like I <laughs> so sick. I fucking know your voice, but it was a really weird moment where I, and but and you know the conversation went off. That I'm not gonna blow up the guy's spot. He's a huge king. I will say that. Um, but he was really nice, very complimentary, and it was like a very. It was just like this moment where I was just like, wow, this would. This, I don't think this could even happen in the place that I live in. Not that I, not that I need it to for any reason, but it was just, I was just like, yeah. damn, we're like people would be listening to our shit at, in LA in cars and shit. Like I, yeah, I couldn't yeah, believe yeah. the level of like, I don't know. He just he clearly was was deep in the, in, in our sauce, and I was just I was really honored. Um, so big shouts to him. Huge shouts. And another thing that you told me about the story that warmed my heart is that he was interested in our big projects and that's all they were going yeah no he was he was he mentioned so, uh, c certain big projects that i kind of couldn't even believe because i was like damn do we talk about it that much and I don't, yeah I don't we really do. think that we do or i guess maybe we do <laughs> um but the fact that he even gave a shit to ask well, i was just like i mean to be honest with you it's like not a roast on any of our friends or anything but it's it's sort of like it was a kind of like care and interest that you know, a human being kind of does crave <laughs> to, on some yeah. just like baseline validation level. And I was like, oh, wow, there's just like this random guy in the diner behind me and my family who like is wondering what's good with the big projects. Like, that's so nice. Yeah. And and everyone listening, you're going to hear about them soon. I'm actually serious. Island um, 2's got a big project. I do. With, with I've been back here working on my end of the big project. I'm actually the reason I'm in the studio tonight is I'm finishing up my own big project. And he's been working on my big big project, which which by the way I should mention, it's not just my project because what does it take? A village. A village. So there's a whole village and it's their big project. But <laughs> um, no, it's really sick. It's it's a it's a movie. That's a project. The movie's almost done. We're out here. We it has to be actually my what i've been working on for ion 2's big project has to be done this week because of drain gang that's all i'm going to say but drain gang is making Mr. it so Mr. it has to be done this week drain, key, drain gang low-key involved yeah drain gang is the reason it has to be done this week so that's all i'm going to say about that <laughs> um but yeah big shouts to that bull i mean just big shouts to i mean like it's weird because i've been coming to la so often and I'm like I've, i'm kind of hating it every time i go and like I'm, I'm having a good time but this moment really, I mean, not just because it was like flattering, obviously, but there was just like a spirit of like, oh, wow, like this is connected with, you know, across the coast and maybe by coastal elite podcast is what's good. <laughs> and that is a great, <laughs> and that is a great segue into, um, talking food? about, uh, <laughs> the new food item that's in the Here news. we fucking go. You know what I'm going to talk about? No. So anyway, should I do Chris Black? Are you going to be Jason right now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so Kanye's got a new McDonald's collaboration now. He made a square burger. Yeah, big shouts to the square burger. I don't know, Chris. It actually looks kind of... It looks pretty, <laughs> lo looks pretty tasty, Chris. <laughs> First, we had the Catholic-loving Donda and, and, and flop of an album, Donda 2, on, on his bullshit stem player now the guys are out here making burgers dude the burger thing threw me into an existential tailspin 
I'm sure it did. I mean, I like, can't, I can't with this design bro shit anymore. It's like, how are we still doing this? I can't even pretend to really even be on Chris, where Chris Black would be on this because he'd probably be against it. But I can't lie. <laughs> unlike the Travis Scott burger, I will be trying the square McDonald's Kanye <laughs> burger. <laughs> Although, wait, oh, you know what I really want to talk about? Fuck the burger. We, there's nothing to say about that. It's like they made it square. Sick. What yeah, exactly. Going, what the fuck is going? What is going on with um, <laughs> with the fucking like Gap Balenci like engineered by Balenci like it's like Yeezy Balenciaga and Gap and it's just like it's all this like clothes that don't fit. I was just like, wow, it's this and a burger that's square. That's when first of all, that's Wendy's shit. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what really? What what is actually going on in culture? And that's like, that was like big news. That's like the big thing going. On. Uh, there's nothing going on in culture. That's why. It's on us. It really is. And the projects are coming. And you. I, and you listening. I'm this serious. Is the, this is the first time I've looked at you on a Zoom. Um, yeah, same. Like, on video. Yeah, this is fucked up. Dude, you gotta be in this room. It's so sick. You're, like, looking out at the hills, uh, like, from this, like, glass window. Well, aren't I busy. staying there? Oh, you should stay here, yeah. I'm gonna stay here. I mean, do you want to stay here also? I mean, it's just, like, the couch, but... Yeah, I like I kind of I feel bad staying with my friend the entire time, so I gotta like split no, it up. You, sh you should come here. I mean, it kind of depends on if my bro my uh, brother um, kicks his roommate out, which he may. I told him to, so we could have the party <laughs> after Betsy screening. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what we had. Yeah, so L.A. Packers. I mean, it's sold out, but I hope uh, you have a ticket. And um, I plan to get everybody into this thing. I don't care if we lose our seat. We've seen the movie enough at this point. Yeah. Um, well, also, if there's enough people, you can't get a ticket, you can't get in, you should hit Brain Dead up and tell them to do a second screening while we're there. Yeah, we're doing a lot of... We're doing a lot I of looked at the calendar. It's pretty... I would, I would love some Packer... Some Packer... Did, look, at the, look at the Brain Dead calendar. There's, they could definitely have time. No, they do a lot of shit. Look at the calendar. I'm low-key... I'm low-key tight at Brain Dead because... Um, <laughs> No, because, huge shouts to them. Thank you. Thank you. Huge shouts no, to Brain huge, Dead for doing huge this. Huge shouts to Brain Dead. Um, but I am low key tight at them or jealous of them because I was like, damn, Brain Dead, like, what is their trajectory? It's like they were like a record label and now they're a like fashion label and they have a movie theater. I was like, really, what is going on? I was I like, know. how is this? I was like, this is the most us shit. It's very Ionian. Yeah. Yeah, very Ionian. Very Ionic. Um, <laughs> Ionic. Ionic. Uh, but yeah, pull up to Brain Dead. It's like in Fairfax, I think. It's near. It's near Chateau. <laughs> That's my only reference point in LA. I'm like, oh, yeah, how close is it to the Chateau? Um, I actually called Chateau to see if we could get in there for an after party. But then so I was like, true. You know what? My brother's crib. Kind of sick. Yeah, so true. But um, yeah, big shouts, big shouts for caring about the big projects. Ion 2's got a big project. I got a big project. I wish We're I working together reveal. on big projects. I'm working together I... on other people's big projects, and you're going to hear about all of them very, very soon. I promise Dude, you I, that. I wish I could reveal to them who else in the Ion versus big project it is. I don't know if she's okay with it or not, but you know, like her, her alter ego name? I don't know who you're talking about. My co-director. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll Maybe I'll drop it next time. I'll check yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. But it's somebody from the the Ion Sphere. Think back to quarantine. Um, I was in quarantine, dude. Was it? Yeah, I think. I don't know. Um, I saw Top Gun today. Pete, 
I couldn't see it. Honestly, it's I, I don't know what it says about my mental state right now, but like these big blockbusters have been fucking hitting for me. Like Batman into Ambulance into Top Gun. I'm like randomly I'm basic now. Someone offered me for me to come ask me to go to Top Gun with them tonight as well. And I said no. Because you were potting. Yeah, well, it was. It would have been earlier. Would have had time, but I needed to come here to work on my big project. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I, I would have done that too. Um, but yeah. yeah, all since we can't really talk about it that much, all I will say is that um, it was definitely insane heat in a similar way uh, to Ambulance. Um, again, Olympic level filmmaking. It's just like hitting all of the entertainment boxes. You ha- you just can't judge it on like some like art house grain style level. It's just like. Are you entertained? It's like it's like going to the theme park. It's just I'm like I am not thinking about my life. I actually missed a bunch of extremely important calls while I was in the movie um, because that's our life now, unfortunately. Um, actually, someone suggested that to us recently. It was sort of like, do you think that you're becoming the creators working on big projects that you roasted all along? Yes. And I was like, absolutely. It, it, ship has sailed. Yeah, I was like, for it's that, done, it's done for us. We're we're done. Um, the amount of big projects that we were saying, the amount of big, anytime I'm explaining to a friend or, or anyone in detail, all the big projects, I've sound, I realize how just like cap I sound. It just sounds like complete nonsense. It's like, oh, there's one of these like guys no, saying dude, this shit. We've literally become Lucian where it's like, yeah, then we're doing the collabo with Woolrich, with, with Shy's <laughs> yeah. Burgers, with, you know. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm saying all this shit and I'm like, damn, I sound like one of these guys now, but it's, it's all true. It's all true. It's like we're going to make a hoodie made out of recyclable burgers. And <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a pop-up shop where you can like wear the food and then eat it. You know, it's, it's, Always it's, pop-up shop. We, that we won't. Eh, eh, never say never. I was going to say we'll never do a pop-up. <sighs> the Lara pop-up the other day was randomly huge. I was like, good for them. I still don't really understand what a pop-up is, like, got to be honest. Alara had this thing in Cortland Alley, which was basically like a signing of Daniel Arnold's uh, pickpocket book. Big shouts to him and the book. It's heat. Um, huge shouts. They had the Shy's Burger pop-up. They had some sort of, like, LaRaggi-ass music happening live. You know, some bullshit. But it was, like, randomly heat. I was like, randomly respect that all involved. Yeah. Um, but Top Gun, the main thing that I want to say about it is that uh, it's really cemented something uh, in my mind and in my heart, which is that um, the ultimate Ion girl of all time, at least for Ion 2 here, is uh, the god, the queen, Jennifer Connelly. Hmm. I mean, she's she is that perfect. Are you, are you like Googling her? I, I want to see what she looks like. I want to see what she looks like in the movie. Yeah, we need to go full circle on this episode. We need to go Christy Carlson Romano mode. <laughs> I mean, dude, Jennifer Connelly is. But I mean, she's sort of like almost like a basic guy's pick of like the hottest girl of all time, but she really is. I, she's there's no one there's no one above her in my in my mind and in my heart. Um, also got to give back big shouts to the god Val Kilmer, who does appear in the new Top Gun. Um, you know, which was incredible to see because obviously he's had a rough go of it. Um, and he's as big of a the god as there ever was. And Jack or Mercedes, if you're listening, um, you should know that I saw Top Gun at like the Universal City Walk, like in the in the middle of the theme park, <laughs> it was a packed screening. And when Val hit the screen, there was just like a huge eruption of uh, applause. I mean, people were like, you know, fucking whistling and shit. It was so sick. It was 
extremely emotional. Um, insane heat all around. That's what happens when you're the god. Also, another thing, I'm I, like while I've been out here, I've been staying downtown. Um, I'm at Cookies Downtown. You know what that's from? <laughs> oh, of course, you think I don't know what that's from. <laughs> I'm a Cookies Downtown. I'm a Cookies Downtown. Um, hopefully, the Packers know what that's from. If you don't they know what that's from, know you should stop from. listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that ass. Um, <laughs> so true. But I was downtown and I was walking around. Because that's the interesting thing about downtown. It's like sometimes I like I actually am sort of drawn to being there. It's just because it's like New York, but like it's it's way lacker than New York. But it's like the only place you can actually walk around. Um, even though as an area, kind of like sucks, but it does have like a city walking around feeling. Yeah, cookie downtown. I actually wait. So were you still talking? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say I walked by this bank. And I was like being, an, I was like the big shots dumbest, banks. Randomly the dumbest thing I've ever said. But I like looked at the bank <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> no yeah, this is like so ridiculously stupid. I was just like, dude, what if? I was like, dude, imagine because I was rewatching Place Beyond the Pines the other night and those bank robbery scenes, obviously. And I just saw this big city national bank and I was like, dude, to my brother, I was like, dude, what if we robbed that bank? Like, how crazy would that be? And I was like, as I said it, I was like, damn, what's good? With, what's going on with me? Um, but then he, but then my brother immediately kicked back and he was like dude that's that's the bank that they rob and heat i was like are you serious wow like the random bank that i pointed at was like the at like the bank the god bank that gets robbed <laughs> in in heat oh something it gives off it gives off it's uh it's, it's we've said this before places have memory it was giving it off to you it does when's the last time you watched place beyond the pines like 10 years ago um, my lady had never seen it before, and you know it's a triptych. It's like it's split into three parts, where it's like mm-hmm. sort of like three movies in one, um, separate timelines or whatever. And the first one is the Ryan Gosling, um, Ava Mendez plot one. I, I was just like, you have to at least watch the first third, and we watched the first third. Man, it it really holds up. It is really incredible. It's like, has it even been out for ten years? Yeah, I think it came out. To, it's probably twenty twelve, right? Am I right? Around then, yeah. I'm usually like, pretty good with years. Well, something I was tracing about is because obviously like right. Gosling's look in that movie is like such a, has been such a style inspiration for so many people. It's like inside out vintage t-shirt. So mm-hmm. like, like 2012, like I was right. What? I was right, 2012. 2012. You know what I'm talking about with Gosling's like inside out t-shirt, like weird baggy motorcycle yep. pants shit and like red leather jacket. Much more so than like his look. I mean, like ob- drive is like the cringe fashion inspiration, but like in Place Beyond the Pines, it's like yeah. The, if you're rocking a Place Beyond the Pines fit, you're the type of of bull to say, "Yo, I'm low key tight." Exactly. You no. Know, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I, I was watching it and I was like, "Damn!" Not to not to roast our boys once again, but I was like, "Damn, this really is like <laughs> what where the good time shit comes from." I was like, "It's just bleach blonde <laughs> hair, like like." fuck style so outfit. true and dude and it's like about it's like him robbing banks i was like what randomly what the fuck i was like it's the same shit place beyond the pines is low-key just good time good time so i mean true. good time is just place beyond the pines place beyond the pines is a lot better um this is a better movie overall um but you should rewatch it because i feel like yeah, yeah. something about I mean, first of all, the Mike Patton score is like... Mike Patton score and a little cameo from the guy Jack Donahue in the score as well. Oh, oh right. They play the Salem track in the yeah. party scene. 
I did. I didn't rewatch the rest. I've seen the movie so many times. I gotta keep watching it. But yeah, there's what, what song do they play? I'm all. It's all blood out. Yeah, I think it, I think it's that one. Yeah. It's all blood out. Bitch, I can't see. <laughs> um, but there's just like there's such a weird like noir like i don't know it's like slightly twin peaks slightly noir slightly like romance novel quality to it that's that is just really special and mm-hmm. all the stuff that like maybe was inspired by it is just like weird fuck like yeah bank robbery bleach blonde hair like hot guy playing like problematic main male character whatever um but it really has such a big heart it's just about families big shouts to the d god dark sand france yeah huge shouts wait can we pause it for one sec yeah can you believe the line is i go to the movies i know it's i do i I mean and i go downtown I, i think about that shit all the time because i like I, I've always been obsessed with that song, and I like I think about it with my own. Yeah. <sighs> oh, actually, should we like actually talk about? It? Should yeah, I jump let's back talk in? About it. Let's All talk right. about a change is going to come. Because change is going to come. The change is going to come, and we do and go to the movies, and we do go downtown. The reason I love that song is the reason I love you know old soul that whole era of music. As I've said before, I'm like a lyric guy. Yeah. Which is not the case for a lot of almost all of my friends who are into music are listen to lyrics last for me that's not true at all um and i don't like that era of music was very much about you know capturing love and get like it was about love songs it was capturing kind of simple emotions uh, not simple in a reductive way in a beautiful way like i love those lyrics yeah but but the thing about a change is going to come is it's kind of the earliest maybe i mean i'm sure i could find other examples but the kind of existential dread of it is it's it's written so simply but it's so effective i've I've never heard it's one of the best i've ever heard that sentiment captured i I think about it all the time i remember like whenever i was in a weird point in my life i would think that anytime i was like just feeling bad and like lost and i would go to a movie or go to a bar or just like do anything i just think about like summing up the things you drag yourself to through yeah. life without being able to shake the cloud. It's obviously it's explained as simply as possible in those lyrics, but it's the most effective I can think of that sentiment being expressed. It's like such a powerful song. We were just blaring it through Laurel Canyon, and as soon as it ended, I was like, it's, it's probably the best song of all time. I was like, I, it's, I it's one of my favorites of all time. It's so good. I think it's Julian Casablanca's favorite song of all time. That makes sense. It does make sense. Um, but a change is going to come. Well, I think anyone can relate to even kind of the, when you're kind of in that mode and you feel that kind of lingering dread. Yeah. Even if dread is quite the right word, but you just feel the lingering, slightly off feeling in the air and you go to places that are familiar with people who are familiar and you may even enjoy yourself, but then you find yourself kind of splitting off from your regular self yeah. in this like dissociative way where you see it from this yeah. outside lens and it feels empty all of a sudden, even though you're there in the moment enjoying it. That's like such a real thing as the thing that doesn't get put into words very often. And I don't know, he found a way to put it into words as simply as possible. That is really the goal. And that as effective as possible. That- 
in, as I've gotten older, something that I really admire also in movies too is when things can, when a piece can communicate an idea very simply that an idea that's very complex and nuanced yeah. and rich and difficult to describe but it does it very simply and powerfully um it's really a hard thing to do it's really really a hard thing to do you're also right and, to mention this thing like what it's synthesizing that when you're talking about this existential dread of like you know things not continuing but like this like immateriality of life and like constantly it constantly shifting and you having to move into different zones where like all of the pieces and the players in your life might change or be different mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like even if that's not happening yet knowing just based off of how much life you've already lived that that's probably going to continue and progress into some into some new realm is a really bittersweet sweet and um i don't know difficult thing to to swallow it's yeah it is it is that cloud that's hanging over like everything you do all day is that it's sort of like it's not ever going to be like this again probably yeah there's there's no con there are no constants yeah totally and i i well i i just said all this as if it's a universal sentiment and maybe it's not and but it is something that has cropped up in my life from time to time and i'm as i've said before i assume you know i'm not the only one about anything i've ever felt so i, I think it's a probably universal phenomenon to just even be enjoying yourself, being surrounded by people you love and being grateful. And you know, that when people get in zones like this, someone will get self-helpy on and tell you, you know, but think about all the good that you have and all the things you have can be grateful for. And you can do that. And there is something that's important to do and it's beautiful, but there is this kind of split that happens at certain points in your life where you feel all that while simultaneously also feeling empty about all of it. Do you feel that way right now? No. No. How do you feel now? I feel good. <laughs> I feel actually really good. I feel never better. I do feel like we are on the precipice. Like you and I have talked separately about uh, us having sort of an excited anxiety. It's a very specific feeling that we have right now, which is very unique and only comes around uh, every once in a while. And you related it to right before going on stage, which is mm -hmm. not like there, it is an anxiousness, but it's actually like sort of a positive anxiety. And yeah it's like you feeling yeah it, it's well it's like a gambling feeling i literally think this is why people get addicted to gambling yeah because it's this like extreme anxiety mixed with extreme excitement yeah there's there's actually a great movie about this feeling um it's called uncut gems and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no for anybody who wants who wants to see a good movie about this feeling watch focus with will smith which is a better version of uncut gems Wow. Also, about, also about gambling addiction. Um, wow, I'm kidding. It's low key horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do think that this feeling is very unique, and like I did kind of want to talk to you about it because uh, kind of ties into change is going to come, and kind of ties mm -hmm. into things that are going on in the atmosphere right now. Um, because I think that like I think most of our twenties or just like our earlier life would it was sort of we were you know the constant feeling was just like it wasn't even like a an, a dread that like uh you know we sucked or we meant nothing but it was sort of like i felt very grounded i was just sort of i almost thought that it, everything always was gonna stay the same that was my dread was that i was sort of like this is my life and yeah 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 no there is, totally there is, there is no higher plane 
you know, and that's and and that actually ties back to what I was saying too, because whatever, not to get so personal. I don't know if people actually want to hear this, but I think we have to. We got yeah. It's it's when I don't want to talk about a, them, though. a long time I ago in my life when things were quite, I was not well. I'll say that much. Um, that that was the feeling, and it was this thing I was talking about where I felt this complete split. From everything, I did. It wasn't, you know, this Travis Bickle thing of like you hate everyone around you and and you're angry. That's okay. kind of what I, I thought. I thought more, that was more, what you needed to feel to feel isolated, right? Yeah, less Travis Bickle, more Travis Scott. Salt <laughs> 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 like Cactus Jack uh, Billboard on, uh, Drive. So one of the first things I saw when I got to LA, I was like, damn, LA really is tight. Um, <laughs> Cactus Jack on the Billboard. So I'm like advertising that, like advertising Cactus Jack. Okay. Continue. Wait, what is Cactus Jack? It's just like his, it's like, it's just him, Travis. It's just his name. I, I don't need to know about this. Um, <laughs> you know, no, I, I, just, I saw it and I was just like, I don't want this in my head. I got, can't, I can't I, wait to go. Can't wait I to go. Precious home real to, estate in my head. I, I don't need this. I um, can't wait to go home to New York. <laughs> <laughs> what was I even saying? Oh yeah. You, I, I used to, you know, you would think that someone becomes, you know, alienated and lost because they are dealt a bad hand or they're, uh, they don't have support. They don't have people and things in their life that they care about. They don't have purpose, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I think the, the point when I was young where I got really, really bad was this weird split I had of, I could sit down, I could think of all the those things and I didn't the, none of I didn't have that problem in any way I had people who cared very much about me and I cared very much about I had a lot of things going for me and uh, a lot of support and a lot of love in my life and but there's this weird moment where you can be trying to tap into that and you can't quite feel it that's what I meant where it's this dissociative yeah. thing it's this complete split where you feel like totally just uh, like it almost doesn't matter or something or that it's it's you can you can be standing there in a crowd of people who you love and like there's a second you lingering above who can't tap into it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what we like to call through, a dark night of the soul. Yeah, I mean it was a dark decade of the soul. I think <laughs> for me at least, I think it probably was for you too. But um, I was just thinking about like how I felt even with tiny 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 niche like very small victories back then and they actually felt like life-saving so relative mm -hmm. to you know the stuff that is maybe possible now for us it's it really put things puts things into perspective because i, I just I, I almost like lost hope in a way in my 20s where not, oh, not, sure. like, not in like a totally negative way but in just like a very like realistic way like the moment where like you're talking to your parents on the phone and they're like you really got to figure something out. You know, there's you know, like that phone yes. call that we get when we're like spending too much money in New York and things and like essentially not having like any sort of real job and like trying to explain to them what you're doing and like yeah. they don't get it. I mean, they still don't get it. But I mean, at least my, my dad got a little taste today where it's like, oh, he is doing something. The guy recognized his voice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was so psychedelic. And he was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what, how is this possible? I know. Well, that really is what it's all about at the end of the day, making your parents happy. No, I literally, I felt like I had reached a 
I mean, I, I'm not bragging, but just like it did feel like some sort of mountaintop reach where I was sort of like, I proved to my dad that I did, that something happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, Since, and it's that's real. very important. That's very important. Because um, it doesn't really matter. Because it's like, unless you're single and just trying to like get with a hotter girl or something, it's like, what is, it's like, you know, and like make good art. But like, that's the thing is like, you can make good art and just not be, and you could just have a cold lifestyle and like it's not you know your shit's not hooked up and like no one really knows about it like that's possible but it, it really i think tantamount to all of that or paramount to all of that is is really just like you know your family um recognizing that you you know did something good with your life or you're like you're spending your time well or you're doing something important or something that's reaching people um it was sort of the best feeling i've had yeah like, i think that life. and i think that feeling can come from more than just your like artistic or professional output too i mean i think a lot of that comes from the relationships in your life i think that's a lot that's a thing that a lot of artists uh don't realize i think that's we were talking the other day about how i'm so over the crazy difficult to work with artist and i think that subconsciously a lot of artists think they have to do that um but they, but they have to do what they have to be kind of crazy and difficult to work with because it feels to them right, right. that they're doing it for real if they're you know becoming yeah. this like tyrant crazed artist uh and yeah. and you know i'm sure a lot of people who listen can can relate to that impulse i think that that's something that people that artists really need to reckon with because being uh, a positive uh, or just being a, a there for the people in your life and being a good imp, uh, a good aspect and part of people in your lives lives is just as important and if not more probably more than making something of yourself proving your worth no no that's that's true that's something i've been like grappling with a lot recently is you know i mean it's like the most basic advice that you were given when you were a kid but like you know do for other people or like be generous and no know. but it's one of the again it's I, I i feel like i've said this a million times on the pod about different things but it's true that so many things like that that are kind of basic 101 advice or like uh ways to live your life kind of thing yeah. They become said so much and just so kind of accepted that they fully lose their meaning and people don't. It lost its meaning, but it, it, you have to learn it. You have to kind of go through it and understand it. To yeah. Learn. I mean, I just have lots of people in my life and this isn't even like a negative thing because people I love and they are there for me and their other friends and in many important ways. But I see them lose sight of it a lot. And I'm sure I've lost sight of it a lot and been kind of like a burden at some points in my life to the people around me. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's like, we, you know, we all do it. It's human. But it's important to keep that in perspective is really what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, ju it's That's actually the most important. What the fuck is really good, everyone? I had one here. And sorry for the delay, but we're back. And you heard us explain the delay and what you just heard. And what you just heard is only the tip of the iceberg because we go the fuck in as always as you already knew so to hear the rest of it we got another hour maybe even more um over at patreon.com slash the ion pack so i mean what else is there to say you already know there's a lot uh there's a lot going on so patreon.com slash the ion pack you already know patreon 